You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Hi, FCF family. I'm Whitney Baldwin, sitting down with Pastor Cello Lozano of Riverside Community Church in Waco, Texas. Um, We're going to be talking about what a healthy relationship looks like between a youth pastor and a senior pastor. So, uh, Cello, you have been a youth pastor before. How long were you a youth pastor for? Um, 18 years. That's a long time. Yes. So you obviously built a great relationship with your senior pastor to be in that position for so long. Yes, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, without getting going way in it, but yes, definitely. Was it... Was it good from the get-go, or obviously it took some building, I'm sure, but like... Wh- well, well, I think, I think well, from my, from my perspective, um, I was a church member, okay. um, and then integrated into, into staff uh, with the church uh, as, a, as the youth pastor, um, but it, it, it definitely took some time to develop. Uh, it's, like, it's like a marriage, mm-hmm. you know, you go from dating to being married and it's not the same at no. all, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, like along the same lines. Um, you know, you have a relationship, but then you have a relationship because develop. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely took, it went from, from being there as a, a youth pastor for the first six months to the year to where our relationship now is almost night and day completely different. So you, even though you're not the youth pastor at that church, you still have a good relationship with the senior pastor. Yes. Outstanding. Relationship. And you're a senior pastor in the same area. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So clearly you've done something right. Yeah. How often were you spending time with your senior pastor? Were you building like a personal relationship? Was it just a spiritual relationship? Like how full circle was your relationship with him? Uh, for for my relationship um, with uh, Pastor Daryl Price, he's the pastor there in Waco Family Worship Center. Um, basically, came on just as a staff member, um, and our relationship just kind of um, it developed organically, so to speak. Um, we never, and this is really, I think this might help some folks. Um, we never, we didn't have dinner together all the time. Um, we didn't go golfing together. We didn't. We may have in my in my in all of my relationship time with him, and even to this day, I think we've probably watched maybe two movies together. Like we went to the movie like twice. Um, but uh, so our relationship, um, our relationship as pastor and youth pastor, was was very um, uh, interactive. You know, it, it was it, it developed in he he today is I really consider him a, a spiritual father. So it what but it wasn't always there. Um, so it went from, it went from being pastor, you know, he's the pastor, he's the boss to, um, he's the leader. So you went from, he's the pastor, he's the boss, he's the leader, uh, to being a father figure, a spiritual father figure. So it's kind of a transition over time that took place. That was, um, uh, difficult. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all, uh, just super easy and, you know, a, a bed of flowers and you just, it was, it was, it was, it was, there was a lot of work on both sides. Mm-hmm. So when you were the youth pastor, and just like with any relationship, there's going to be ups and downs, but when you were the youth pastor, how you were able to submit to him, like, do you feel like you were able to submit to him as your pastor? Yeah. And as, you know, you said he's your spiritual father, but were you, 
Were you off doing your own thing and he's off doing his own thing? You know what I mean? There, no, I mean, um, yes, there, there were some times that we were. Um, that, or actually that we were, that I was doing my own thing and then there were things that we were doing together. But I think um, the thing that, that really helped our relationship um, foster was the communication, um, the open line of communication. Um, he always had an open door. Um, you know, um, I listened, you know, he, he gave me, it, it's funny because I, I had this, uh, this three cassettes he gave me when I first, I was cassettes. six, three cassettes. <laughs> I was, um, <laughs> I, I was probably about six months in uh, as the youth pastor and, you know, he was like, I want to, uh, I'm going to give you some tools. And so he handed me three, three cassettes. Um, they were wrapped in a, ba- in a rubber band. And he says, I just, I want you to listen to these. This is, this is, this is kind of your introduction to training. <laughs> and so I'll grab those cassettes and I wore them out so they just wouldn't play no more. And he's like, uh, during that conversation, you know, he says, he hands them to me and he says, I'm going to get you some more materials. And I always joke when I do leadership workshops with, with, with youth leaders and youth pastors, I always joke. I said, I'm still waiting for the rest of those tools, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause they, he never came back. But, but the, the experience and the relationship took place of everything, anything that he could to give me written mm-hmm. as far as books and materials. Um, but um, communication was very, very high um, on his priority list with myself and with the other staff members. Um, and so uh, it only it only made me want to reciprocate that same same thing is mm-hmm. to always communicate with him um, in, in having things. I, uh, one, I was at a, a workshop one time and one of the things that they shared with me as a youth pastor, um, they, you know, they said for me to sit down with my pastor and ask, what are your expectations? Mm. What, what are your expectations for youth ministry? What are you expecting from youth ministry? Um, how am I doing as the youth minister? You know, what do I need to work on? And, and it's when you open yourself up like that, yeah. you're opening yourself up to, to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever sat down with him, this kind of give you an idea of our relationship. Uh, first time I sat down with him, I'm like sweating. I'm like, man, I'm asking this guy these questions. And he's sitting across from his desk and he says, well, you need to clean your desk. <laughs> He said, your a desk is thing. a mess. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm waiting for a spiritual, you know, some enlightenment. And he's like, clean your desk and uh, don't be late anymore. <laughs> it's the Typi- little things. Typical youth pastor problems, uh-huh. you know. And so, um, but he challenged me with those small things that it, it, it helped to, to, to develop our relationship. So it was easier to go back and have that conversation again. So mm-hmm. over, over those years, I would sit and talk with him and, and we would have conversations of, you know, what do I need to work on and what do I need to, and just as a, not even as just as a youth pastor, but just as a believer, as you a know, player, as yeah. a leader in the church. And, and so as we, as we continued, the, the conversations got deeper, um, the mm-hmm. relationship got stronger. And one of the things that, that he and I committed to um, years ago was to always maintain the relationship. The, mm-hmm. mo- the most valuable thing that we have is our relationship with each other. And so we've had some stuff where um, where I didn't agree with some things um, and learn how to submit, like you're asking, you know, yeah. submit. And so you, su- you learn to submit, but not from a perspective of, of just because he's in charge, but because out of honor, um, out of respect and knowing mm-hmm. the call of God that's on his life mm-hmm. and saying, okay, um, even if he misses it, are you willing to follow? Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, that, huge. that gets, that gets tough because, um, looking at it from a, from a youth pastor's perspective, you have all these things and ideas, but you're going, but we're not doing that as a church. But he, he was, he would, um, he would always allow for input. Um, even if we didn't run the way that I felt like we should go or do things in youth ministry. So he, having his input uh, in youth ministry really, help support 
our relationship, you know, so I knew, I knew he was for me, you know, it wasn't, even though, even though I felt like he wasn't for me. And, and if there's any youth pastors listening and well, the senior pastors and youth pastors listening, you know, uh, one of the challenges is, is being offended and being upset. And, uh, I remember, um, several times, you know, we have these announcements for events and, you know, you put them in the bulletin and you go through all this work of trying to get it ready to, for the announcements. And, you know, he's supposed to make an announcement from the pulpit and, you don't make the announcement from the pulpit and you're like, <laughs> you just totally forgot about us, you know? Um, and, and working through those type of things is like, and it's not, and I'll just share with God, you know, with you guys is it's not that he, he forgot about you. He doesn't care. He, he's got other things on his mind, you know? And, and when you can, when you understand that, that your relationship is important, then the things that he forgets, the things that, that he, he overlooks, it's not personal. You know, and I think a lot of times what happens is, is youth pastors, they take, they take um, things like that personal, like, you know, well, he's not really supporting us and I'm, I'm going to, it's not important or, you know, he don't care what's going on in youth ministry. I, I'll tell you, um, my pastor never, um, is, I know he was for us and so this may help you guys, but he never was like knocking on my office and, hey, how's youth ministry going? Mm -hmm. Like he never came and checked to see how youth ministry going, uh, ministry was going. He never really checked on how toddler or children's church was going. Um, you know, he, he expected us to do what we were called to do, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times when youth pastors don't get that knock, well, he don't really care because he's not checking on us. Well, if he, they believe if you're placed in that position, they believe that you're called and there's no reason to follow up. And to check and see, well, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing or what's going on? You know, so I think a lot of times there's some there's um, there's misconception. And I think there's um, uh, the the idea of what we're expecting as youth pastors from our from our senior pastors that we, we put wrong expectations. And we have some things that we're expecting that are not necessarily um, really uh, reasonable. Mm -hmm. And because of that. We get offended and we get our healing, our feelings hurt, and then we want to leave and run. And well, he don't really care. And so I think I think a lot of times that with you know my time as a youth minister and then working and talking with others, uh, that's one of the things that they they just feel like, well, he don't really care what's going on in youth, and it's not true, you know. Right, of course. Yeah. You know, the senior pastor is over the whole church, so of course he cares about what's happening exactly. in youth ministry and in children's ministry and. You know, God has called certain people into those places, so he's trusting that you're hearing from God and hearing from right. the Holy Spirit to run right. that ministry as it needs to be run. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, Backpedaling a little bit because my mind can't stop thinking about it. What were the three cassettes that he gave to you? I can't even remember the names of no? those. They were just like, yeah, I don't even remember the name of the cassettes. Um, I just, re I remember them being white and they had of this course, blue, these blue, print <laughs> blue print on, on them. Yes. <laughs> and, and I can't, I cannot remember what they were. It was, uh, it was, I want to, um, oh man, I want to say it, it was either, it was either, um, Eastman Curtis. I think it was Eastman Curtis. Oh, awesome. I, I think it's who it was. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, they were, I don't even remember exactly who it was, but yeah, we just well, listened to the mess Curtis out of those. Eastman Curtis would probably be it. You know, Harrison House published a few Eastman Curtis youth books. <laughs> yeah. We have some if On you that. need. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Th those, so, those materials I've been waiting for. Yeah. So there they are. Um, as a youth pastor, what did you need from your senior pastor? Like, was it more spiritual growth? Did you just need the support? What What were you needing from your senior pastor for you to succeed in the youth ministry? I think um, 
the the one thing that he that he did give us was just honestly just the support and trust. Um, You know, I think um, he I I don't know. He he provided so many different areas, you know, um, uh, allowing allowing me to be involved in in the church areas in different or different in the church in different areas outside youth ministry. Um, But I mean, what I was needing from him was was he was really giving me what I was needing. I mean, he 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 kept me involved, um, kept me in the loop. I mean, I was um, always involved. He he and I share this with other with other pastors is my pastor would he would be doing a marriage counseling session and he would be like, hey, solo, he'd come and knock on my office door and say, I am doing this counseling session with this couple come in and sit down with me. And you want to talk about awkward you know, you're some, you got this couple going through these issues and you're sitting there like, a, you know, everybody says, well, I would like to be a fly on the wall. No, you don't. Cause <laughs> I mean, I'm literally sitting in this room with this couple and they're, you know, we're, they're, he's, he's working through these marriage issues and I'm just sitting there and he's like, this is just so you, you see what's going on. You know and I'm like? It sounds like he was really training you oh, yeah. to be who you are now. Def- definitely. He Didn't wasn't, see it then, but he, definitely, yeah. yeah. He wasn't expecting you to stay a youth pastor. Right. You know, right. and and there are those people that are called to stay in the youth ministry and to reach those next yes. generation leaders, which is amazing. And kudos to those. Yeah. Who are. I, I, and that was my goal, really. Yeah. Like, really. I wanted to be, I wanted to be the old 70, 80 year old guy that, you know, would be at summer camp <laughs> and the youth pastor. Like Wearing that was, tucks. yes. Like that was my, that was my goal, you know, like that's what I wanted to do and had no intentions of, of, of leading a, a, a church at all. And, you know, you're uh, not the only one that I've heard say that. I've heard a couple people say, when I was in youth ministry, all I wanted to do was be a youth pastor. I never saw myself being a senior pastor yes, ever. Yes. And now here they yes. are. Yes, and it's crazy because all the years um, uh, being on staff there at Family Worship Center, he would always tell me, he goes, I would much rather do children's ministry. I would, I would rather be in children's ministry than be a senior pastor. And that, he, he would just share that all the time when we would talk. And, and I'm like... But you're 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 leading the church, you know, mm-hmm. and and so now you know having a church myself, I'm like I understand what he was saying. I would mm-hmm. much rather be in youth ministry than than being in a senior pastor's position. But um, everything that he gave that that he provided for me um, really was just um, really just the support of of following the call that God had for me. You know, he he never. Um, I, I love him because he never he never just handed me things, yeah. you know. Um, I would come to him with an idea or a vision for a project or an event, and his his response to me was, sit, I'd be sitting on one side of the that uh, one one side of the desk, and he'd be sitting on the other side of the desk, and he would say, "Well, I'm going to line my faith up with you, and I'm just going to." He would pray and say, "Okay, well, we just wow. believe God for for what you're wanting to do," and I'm like, well, "I was wanting a budget." <laughs> Can I get like some money? And he's like, well, you know, we're going to believe God for it. You know, if this is what you're believing, you know, you have, you have X amount of dollars, but we're not going to add to it. You know, just put your faith out there. And I'm like, okay, you know, but it helped me to believe God for things for our youth ministry. Yeah, and man. so we were able to do things and people go like, how'd you do this? Uh, just trust God and believe God for, you know, uh, for what was put on the inside of me. So he was very instrumental in helping me develop, develop faith and, and understand what it meant to live by faith and yeah. do ministry by faith and walk by faith. And, and I feel like a lot of times as youth ministers, we just, we want a budget. Mm-hmm. We want a check, you know, we want to get, we want salary, we want a budget and mm-hmm. we want workers and we don't want to believe God for anything. And I, I feel like a lot of times that's really a, a wrong perspective and attitude 
for youth pastors to have. I think for, for, for them to have a healthy relationship with their pastor, they have to, they have to understand what their pastor is wanting in youth ministry and what they're ex- being, what's expected of them. And I think some of, some of that has to come from the youth minister saying, okay, what is expected of me? What, what, Great what is, to ask, what yeah. is, uh, uh, what is your vision for the youth ministry? What, you know, what do you see? How, you know, what does that look like to you? And then begin to pursue it. Because I, one of the things I share a lot of times with youth pastors is you can have a church without a youth ministry, mm-hmm. but you can't have a youth ministry without a church. Right. And so a lot of times in youth ministry, we think that, well, the church is, you know, we're doing all these things in youth ministry, but the church is not doing anything. The pastor's not doing anything. Well, you wouldn't even be where you're at unless that pastor saw the call of God in your life and placed you where you're at. And I think a lot of times as youth pastors, um, we get arrogant and, and, you know, cause God's moving and we're seeing things happening, but we don't realize that it's, it's the pastor that has placed us. Of course, God places us there, but it's the pastor that recognizes that call and sets us in where we need to be. And I think, I think as, as youth ministers to, to foster a good relationship with your pastor means to, to become humble to become to become to become in a place of submission and saying okay Mm -hmm. what is your vision for this youth ministry what is what is and then what god puts on us as youth pastors we have to take what god's given us the ideas that he's given us and make that mesh with what the senior pastor has Mm -hmm. and not the other way around that's beautiful so when you were first uh, i'm gonna say when you were asking those questions, it was you being vulnerable, you opening yourself up to the senior pastor. How often, when you first started doing that, how often would you ask those questions? Once would, a year. Once a year. Yeah, literally. That, that, was, that continued probably up to my, about, uh, probably about 14, 15 years in wow. where I would just sit down with him. It's like, you know, evaluate me. How am I doing? Um, it's because, so important. Uh, yeah, because um, honestly, I mean, when, when God's moving and doing things, and especially, and I find this especially in youth ministry, even with myself, we can become arrogant because we're like, sure. God, man, we look at look at everything that God's doing, and and it, and we we think it's us, you know. But when you sit down with a guy that you love and respect, and he's like, Yeah, you're doing really good, but let me show you where you need to work. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like, Golly, you know, this is not good. Let me work on myself. So you go back and you start working on yourself. But every every year, I would usually I usually um, we ran our years in youth ministry. We ran. Um, we ran our, our year calendar, um, along with the school calendar. So our year started in, in August and September and we ran all the way to July. And so every, about every August or September, I would just go in and sit with him and ask him some, you know, just with, I'd go in there literally with a, with a pencil and, and paper or a pen and paper. And I'd be like, okay, what, do, where am I at? What's it look like? What do I need to do? What, I love that. You know, and, um, and I, and I believe it helped him recognize that his input in my life was valued and so because when we had because we had that conversation once a year then it, it was easy to go eat a hamburger mm-hmm. it was easy to go get some pizza or grab mm-hmm. lunch together um you know i didn't have to go have dinner at his house I, we, we didn't have to go to a movie we didn't have to go golfing together because we were having those conversations once a year and so throughout those 12 months i'm working on myself he's seeing me work on myself so our conversation weren't there wasn't a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. you know, I, there wasn't a lot of correction because I was opening myself up to that. And a lot of times what happens is, uh, youth, youth ministers, they don't want to open themselves up. And so they end up having to be corrected. They end up having to be. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just an experience in the ministry? And I'm generalizing, but do you, 
Honestly, Do you think that's what it is, or like a lack of servanthood? I, or? I think I think it's just inexperience. I inexperience. think no, I, I think it's inexperience and in, in a lack of training. Mm. Um, uh, from the standpoint of, um, we we don't like to open ourselves up. First of all, as, as individuals, we don't like to open sure. ourselves up. But I think a lot of it is that nobody ever really shares with other youth ministers children's ministers ushers i mean wherever you're at working in the church or just i mean just to sit down and if you're in, at your at your job as an employer i mean as an employee at a job you don't go to your supervisor and say hey how bad am i doing evaluate me <laughs> yeah. now please yeah you know we wait for that yearly evaluation mm-hmm. and we get upset because we're getting a we're getting a low grade or something you know but i think um i think really i think it's just because it, it's not taught very often um i think i think i'm more the exception than the rule i yeah i would know? say so um, and, and just because I think it has to do with just my relationship with him over the years of, of, of having those conversations with him, it, it made us vulnerable on both. I mean, mm-hmm. on both sides, I, I can His tell you, I, softened yes, towards you and yours towards we, him. we have laughed together. We have cried together. I mean, we've been scared together. I mean, it's amazing the things that we've been able to experience. Um, and he's, he's like, I mean, he's, he's dad. I'm like, I mean, that's. As I, when, I, when I refer to him to his, his biological children, I call him dad. And that, that's how I refer to him. Love that. You know. So where was I going? What was I going to say? Oh, and you didn't have a successful youth ministry. You didn't leave being a youth pastor because your youth ministry was dying off. You were called into something else. Right. So when your youth, like back in the day, Back in the right. day, all two years ago, right? <laughs> right. Um, in the heyday, how large was your youth group? Um, when we started, it, it's, it's, you want to talk about being uh, uh, humbled. Well, when I came in as the youth pastor, um, there was 25 students. That's still uh, a good size. Good, style, good size when I came in. Um, well, let me rephrase that. Um, the, 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 the Wednesday before I took over, there was 25 students. I came in the, uh, two Wednesdays later. Um, and when they announced me as the youth, youth, the new youth minister, um, we had a whole 12 students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was like, well, I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, but we had about, um, as we started, we had about 15 students mm-hmm. coming pretty regular. Um, and then, um, I, w- I must say at the peak or the height or before, or right before I left, we, we, um, we were running about 80 to 85 students. That's awesome. And um, especially for Waco, Waco is yeah. a fairly small yeah, it's, yeah, community. It's not, yeah. It's not, it's not large. Um, but, um, we had about 85 students, um, very active youth ministry. Um, and then on the tra- in the transition out, um, from that position, we, we had, uh, a youth pastor set in, um, a female there. We placed her in and I stayed um, with her, uh, coaching her for a full 12 months. Wow. So I, was, I, was, I was still on staff um, at Family Worship Center, um, but I was not the youth pastor. So I was still there answering questions. And even, to, even today, um, we talk probably once or twice a month. Um, we, we usually do a lunch or dinner with her and her husband and, and um, answer questions and, and just, I just coach and help her, you know, as much as I can. And, um, youth ministry still going. And it was, it was, there was a lull there in our transition. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say lull, I mean like, 
she came to me one time and she was just in tears. She's like, God, there was like 85 students here. And, and in the last year and a half, we've got down to like six students, you know, like wow. what happened, but it was just a lot of the transition. We had a lot of, we had, we had a lot of seniors, a lot of high school students. So during that time we had students leaving. Um, and because of the transition, we weren't doing a lot of outreaches. It was just almost a maintenance type of service mm-hmm. where, you know, cause we were in that transition and I just encouraged, I said, look, I said, don't let the numbers fool you, you know, just keep going. And so um, a year and a year, I guess it's been a year and a half now, or for her, it's been two years. Um, she's been there two years and they're running about 25 to 30 students. now. So the growth is coming. It's, yeah, it's coming back. That's um, awesome. And just, just, and, and the, the thing that I always encourage her is just to develop the relationship with my pastor. Mm-hmm. I mean, like literally, I'm like, just develop your relationship with pastor. You know, and, well, I call him dad. You know, I always tell her, sure. you know, got to talk to dad. Keep talking to him, you know. So on, again, on the youth pastor side of it, how difficult was it for you, for those seniors transitioning out? Were you trying to get them plugged back in to serve in the youth group? Or were a lot of them going off to college? What did that look like? That, that was, um, I guess that was where we were really unique. Um, I had a... Um, I was always, I'm, I was always, I've always been a learner in ministry. And one of the things I learned is that there was a back door that was open uh, in the church in youth ministries where um, when they hit their junior and senior year, you know, those that were in youth ministry, they usually just leave the church. Uh, completely. Completely. They would just leave the church. And so um, that percentage was really, really high. I can't even remember the number. And so I was sitting in this workshop and I thought that's not going to be us. And so literally, um, I said, I'm going to close that door as much as I can. And so the process of closing that door was literally getting young people, getting um, our, our teenagers that were in sixth grade um, all the way till, uh, till their senior in high school, was getting them plugged in into the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so the process of our youth ministry was not about building youth ministry. It was about building the pastor's vision, which was building the church. So taking students, if they had any types of gifts or talents, you know, we, they would go through discipleship and we would, we would literally get them plugged in and serving as greeters on the worship team, on the audio visual team, the sound team, uh, ushering, catching. I mean, if, if there was anything that we were doing, what they called big church, if there was anything that was going on in the big church and students that, that were six in sixth grade could do, we would stick them in there and, and pass, you know, that was part of his, his heart, you know, in him sharing his vision was, you know, he, he, we want to make disciples. We want to grow the church. And so to me, it wasn't about growing the youth ministry. It's about growing the church. So literally we started filtering students into main service and serving on Sundays in our, in all the different areas. So in that process today, I'd say probably, I'd say a little over half the people that are in leadership at the church right now or at family worship center are all ex students. And students, and they're still doing that today. So there are students that are still there, active that are adults and have families, but they came through the they came through our youth ministry. Amazing. And and a lot of a lot of times, as youth pastors, we don't want to relinquish our authority to the senior pastor because we want to have control. And it's that we're we're there to assist. We're to me today, looking back, I was behaving more as a, an assistant pastor okay. than a youth pastor. My title was a youth pastor, but as an assistant pastor, you're help you're to help build the church and the and the and the vision that that God has given the senior pastor. So, um, as as I was doing that, that's literally what I was doing. I mean, if you were if you were in sixth grade and you came to youth ministry, um, within six months to a year, you better be serving somewhere else in the church. You know, somewhere on a Sunday or whatever service we had. That's amazing. And so close. That's what closed the door. So, uh, or 
close the door for the most part, you know, as far as um, having students leave and making that transition. So it was, it was never like, oh, I got to stop coming to youth. It was more like, well, I'm already involved in church. There's you know? this saying that I've heard a couple of times, and I just love it. It's, you know, we're, we don't want to be just spiritual consumers. We want to be spiritual contributors. Yes. And by starting at such a young age, it preps them for really adulthood and what servanthood really looks like. Right. And, you know, just a servant's heart. That's so awesome. Yes. And, and, That's and, unheard of, really, and, right and, now. And, his, and, and knowing his heart and his vision of what he saw for the church, it was so easy to do that because I literally just plugged what I wanted to do in reaching young people into what he was, what he was wanting. And I think that's what, that's the missing component in the relationship. A lot of time is, is that pastors don't communicate with the, with the youth pastors and the youth pastors are not asking their questions, you right. know, to, to, to help support the church. So if during your school year, he could see you get a little out of sorts, would he come and correct you? Oh yeah, definitely. If you know, um, uh, I remember having, um, we, um, we brought our first rap artist into, into oh, an snap. event, into an event. <laughs> and this is, okay, it's hard. If any of our listeners are, you know, right now, they, they, it's hard for them to understand this process. But um, in those days, their Christian rap wasn't very prevalent. I mean, you just right. didn't, you couldn't find them. Right. And so um, we had this artist come in and he was like grilling me on everything on as far as like the music is this guy saved and what church is. I mean, I was like, I felt like I was getting ran through the ringer, you know, because it was doing, we were doing something out kind of at the time, which, which out of the box, like now you can pretty much have a, a Christian rapper in, in any, uh-huh. anywhere, you know, but you couldn't find it in those days. And so, um, he was, he was, he was always, um, he trusted me, but at the same time, if, if I got out of line somewhere, if I did something wrong, you know, he wouldn't like jerk the slack out of me to where mm-hmm. I was crying, but he would be like, Hey, you know, um, what's going on here? So he would ask questions. His, his grill in me was more asking questions, you know, like what's going on, you know, um, if he had any questions, but because of, because of the communication, I keep going back to that, but just because our communication was so open, there wasn't a whole lot of, um, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of correction because I was always making sure that I was communicating him. This is what we're doing. This is my thoughts behind it. And if there was something that he didn't agree with, you know, he would be like, oh, yeah, I don't know if we want to do that. I'm like, okay. You know, I, I remember one time I was asking for permission. We were having this graffiti artist come in and he was going to do some, uh, uh, um, painting in the sanctuary and I said I'm going to cover everything up with plastic and put all this stuff up and he's like yeah no that's not going to happen <laughs> and I'm like but I'm going to he's like I don't care what you cover they're not doing that in here and I'm like all right <laughs> you know but um, you know so I mean the I think the the what keeps a lot of that from happening is just the communication you know knowing that the pastor has the knowing letting the pastor know for youth pastors, letting the pastor know that you're open for communication and, and correction. Um, and then as a senior pastor, allowing that communication to always be there, it, it keeps a lot of friction down. There's not, yeah. there's not a lot of um, uh, conflict there, you know, that I can, that I can say that in all our, in all my, my um, not 18, 19 years of serving on staff, I don't think I've ever had uh, uh, a sideways word or conflict at all with him at all. That's I can awesome. think of. 
So now you're a senior pastor oh, at the church. <laughs> <laughs> you're the old one now. Yes, I am the old creepy guy. <laughs> but you still wear checks, so still, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, we're still cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you wear them from the pulpit? No, well, actually, I wear. I'm, a, I'm, I'm more known for, uh, for wearing suede pumas. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, suede, my suede pumas. Uh-huh. That's usually what I'm for. But yeah, I still wear those, and I do wear those from the pulpit from time to time. That's awesome. Yeah. So now you're looking for a youth minister yes that's, that was funny what you guys don't know she says hey do you have a youth minister and I was like I'm looking for one <laughs> <laughs> so in now this is more geared towards like the senior pastors you know now you're looking for a youth pastor yes yeah and you it sounds like you have pretty high expectations Very of high what your expectations. relationship should yes, look like definitely. because you had such a healthy one with yours yes so in looking for a youth pastor what are some of the characteristics that you're really going to be looking for character more than anything okay um you can teach leadership um you can you can teach um flowing in the gifts you Mm -hmm. can teach um how to operate in words of knowledge and you can you can you can cultivate all that but the hardest thing to get into to to folks is is character you know because character is it'll make you or break you yeah you know and um you know the hardest thing that i've seen is just is having uh folks with character um, so to me, just character is huge. I would rather you, just me, you know, I would rather know that you're you're messing up and I know about it mm-hmm. than me f- not find out about it, yeah. you know, and um, and that's how my pastor was, you know. And again, that shows a sense of vulnerability and somebody open and willing right, for right. correction and change. Yeah, I mean, because I've, I've, I've made some, I've made some mistakes, you know, just as a, as a father, as a husband, as a, as a leader in the church where I've just, I've come in my pastor in the office and I'm just like, look, this is what happened between me and my sons. And, you know, I got in this argument with them, you know, and, and, um, and he just, shake his head, hug me and like, well, what did we learn? <laughs> you know, I'm yep. like, well, I need to, I need to work on this area. But for me, I think, I think really just looking for, um, having someone with a character. I think, I think, um, as a senior pastor, it's, it, it's definitely entirely different role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think as youth ministers sitting where I'm at now, um, I think our expectations of, of senior pastors is way overrated, mm. way, way overrated. Um, cause there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weightiness, you know, into the yeah. call and leading the church. Um, and then having the responsibility of knowing that the people that you place in position, you're responsible for their decisions as well. Um, but I think to me, because of that, character's probably been my, would be my number one, uh, l- what I'd be looking at the most. Um, and then uh, uh, just really just humility and, and submission. You know, are they willing to submit? Um, to me, that's what I'm looking for. I probably... A lot of folks are like, well, never mind. I'm not going over there. Yeah. But it is, it's a lot different because um, I think, I think, like, I guess the, the qualities that I would look is character, humility, submission, and then just a passion for young people, yeah. you know, just, just really a genuine, authentic passion to reach and, and, and help young people just through life. Um, not, not just a bunch of pizza parties and, you know, right. and, and cool, cool videos and concerts, you know, but something that's just real authentic and wanting to give them the truth. Um, Teaching them the love of God and yes. showing them how to grow into yeah, an adult. Exactly. And cause I mean, is or helping them, helping them. Yeah. You know, um, in seeing, seeing the students, you know, you know, you're in youth ministry for a long time when um, I was, I was at summer camp 
and I'm sitting there eating breakfast, half asleep, and I didn't even want to be at summer camp. <laughs> and uh, it was the morning, and this young man, he comes, and he, he nudges me on, on, on the side with his elbow, and I look down, and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he says, I'm at camp, and I'm like, man, how old are you? Like, how old are you? And he told me, I'm in sixth grade, you know, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, his mom was in my student ministry when she was in junior high. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was like, okay, I didn't got old. So saying that, (laughs) saying that to say that, that looking for a youth ministry, you want, I want somebody, you know, that's going to go for the long haul. Not you know, in it for a stepping not, stone. Yeah, not not looking for a position, not looking for a stepping stone, not looking for an opportunity, but just saying, you know what, I'm com- I'm committed to serve until Jesus comes back or God places me somewhere else. I love it. You know, so I mean, uh, that's like you said, the standards are really really high. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I'm you know I'm not like hard nosed. You know, I, I understand grace and mercy and of course. and you know and, and that and growth and all that. But I think um, I'm looking for somebody that's willing to grow. Um, into that, into that place. And I think, I think the same way I was mentioning how, um, uh, youth pastors expect a lot from senior pastors. I think, um, I think you, uh, senior pastors, um, I think a lot of times senior pastors don't really realize the potential in youth ministers Mm. and what they can do. And I think it's overlooked, you know, they're not, uh, I think they forget that the whole reason they, put those youth ministers in position is because they trust them to, to minister to those young people. And I feel like, um, if you want to, if you want to really make an impact as a senior pastor, um, give that youth minister the microphone sometimes and let them minister on a Sunday. Um, let them, let them do more than an offering or announcements. Um, give them the, give them the opportunity. And I'd like to think it from this as a senior pastor. Now I always think, okay, I want to, I want to give those, young people that are helping and serving and even the youth pastor, I want to give them opportunities that I wasn't always given. Yeah. Not that I wasn't given a lot, but at the same time, there were things that I didn't have opportunity to do, but it was, it wasn't because I wasn't capable. It may, it, a lot of times it was just because of what was going on in the church, but I want to try to step back and say, okay, I need, we need to be able to grow and develop these individuals. Kind of the way my pastor would bring me and sit, sit me in these marriage counseling sessions. I want to be able to bring these guys and say, okay, Let's let's look. You know, well, how else are you gonna learn? Right. I re- I remember um, I was uh I was in a class. We were, we were doing a, a men's little group, and my we we're talking about fear, and there's a bunch of men, and so everybody's going around talking about their fears, and I'm thinking, man, I'm not really afraid of much, you know. And so Pastor looks over and says, Well, Sully, what are you afraid? And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I don't know. And he's well, everybody's got some fears. I said, You know what? I said, Pastor, I'm afraid of speaking in front of adults. Yep. And he's like, what? I said, well, I can talk in front of two, 300 students. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I said, but talking in front of adults is just terrifying. And then like a couple of weeks later, he's like, hey, you're going to Sunday morning <laughs> service. And I'm like, what? He's like, you're going to preach both services. And I'm like, oh my. And I remember I was sweating so bad doing those two. I mean, I was drenched. That's I was, awesome. You know, and I'm like, Oh my goodness. But after you know, that, were you just as scared to do it again? Oh, no, it, it, it helped me get through the fear. It broke and, you know, and so, mm-hmm. I mean, him, him allowing me to speak, you know, from time to time was, it was always there. But, um, I think a lot of times senior pastors, um, I think, I think there's a, there's a fear that we have that, um, they might be better than us or they yeah. might flow a little bit different than us. Um, and I think, I think we're only hurting ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so I, I personally made an appointment just as a as a senior pastor when I launched that the only time I'm going to touch the microphone is when I share the message. 
You know, so mm. I always make sure that I have some young adult or somebody that I'm grooming or that we're trying to groom. Um, let them do offering, let them do announcements, even if it's really, really bad. <laughs> well, again, how else are they going to learn? Right. So now, obviously, you're a senior pastor. What What's your dynamic at your church? Because you don't have a youth pastor yet. Right. So do you have those young adults in class or in service with yes, you? Yes, we, yeah, we, we, I've run off the same premise that we had at Family Worship Center. You're in your sixth grade. You're not in children's church no more. So, right. you know, especially in today's, in day, today, right. in today's day and age, you know, with everything that they have access to. So um, our sixth graders, they sit in service just like all the adults. And um, you don't provide color pages, And we right? don't provide color pages. <laughs> Um, it has been challenging. I will say, uh, if you're, you know, if you're a senior pastor listening, um, it's challenging because before, um, I would always try to stay current with everything that was going on with students. Um, as now as a senior pastor, it's challenging to stay current with everything that's with students because I'm trying to, I'm trying to communicate with the church as a whole, not students. And so I'm on the backside and I'm going, man, okay, what I'm sharing is relevant to the church, but how do I keep these young people engaged. So I'm constantly trying to get um, feedback from the younger adults, you know, in their 20s and 24, you know, or maybe early 30s. And I'm going, okay, how do I engage this 13 year old? How can I connect with him on a Sunday morning when he's half asleep and don't want to be there? You know, and I've never had that chat. That's never been a challenge for me. Do you throw candy at them? Is that how you get them to wake up? Well, (laughs) kind of walk over and shake them a little bit. I know you're listening, right? You know, but um, actually the one thing I say all the time is, hey, y'all can tweet this. Oh, that's good. But they probably like it more if you talked about Snapchat. Yeah. I'm sure. And so, um, (laughs) but that's been a big challenge is is, um, from from a senior pastor is trying to, for lack of better words, trying to be relevant to the 13 year old and I've never had that problem before yeah. it's always just come so natural but stepping into this this new role I have learned that it's a huge it's huge like I, I'm now going now I understand the struggle with my my pastor like you're mm-hmm. like can you do you have something more relevant that you can use as an example you know now I'm going how do I stay relevant with everything's so fast now and you know and so my, my children you know they're all in their uh, early 20s mid 20s and you know they're like dad um it's 2018 get with the program and i'm like i thought i was with the program they're like no no you need to you need to step up your game a little bit you know but that's that has been a real challenge for me as far as um trying to relate to young people so if there's you know senior pastors listen to me i'm 47 so if they're older than me i know they're going it's a real big challenge you know so I mean it it is but I think I think that's where the the relationship with the pastor and the the youth minister you know I think I think a senior pastor should go to the youth minister and say how can I relate to young people in a in a in a main service you know um, and not be fearful if they're like you know you're old and outdated you know what I mean when you sit down with the with the with their youth minister I think you should ask them how can I not be old how can I not be how can I be more relevant to the students you know um because I mean being the being the 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 main mouthpiece of the church in for that congregation um you know I heard one pastor say he said you know if if you lose their attention um 30 minutes into the service just let everybody go home because they're not listening anyway yeah you know and a lot of times we get frustrated because young people are not listening well I think as a pastor as a dad I'm just going to use this as an example as a father I had to find ways to engage my kids throughout the throughout the ages and as they were growing. And I think as a pastor, 
it's our job as a pastor to find ways to engage the, the, the sixth grader as well as the college student, as well as the grandmother that's sitting on the front row. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that as pastors, we, a lot of times we don't want to put that extra work because it is work. It is work, yeah. Um, to do that. But I think when you, when you care enough and you have a heart for the people, you'll do, you'll do what you need to do in order to be able to reach them. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's been a challenge for me because I'm having, I'm, now I'm the guy that's the senior pastor. I'm like, man, I got to put in more work. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm having to ask for links, you know, like, um, somebody, uh, someone sent me a text message and I had to ask my daughter, like, what, <laughs> what does this mean? What does this mean? <laughs> it's just a bunch of letters with a hashtag on it. I'm like, okay, there's five letters and I couldn't think of anything what it was. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> oh, and she just, there. and she just started laughing and she's oh. like, and she told me what it was. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have had to Google things that people, you know, those little four oh, yeah. letter, five letter things. I've had to Google them to try to figure out what That's they when you mean. start feeling and old. I'm not even 31. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, you know, to sum up from what I've heard, and please correct me if I'm wrong, to have a healthy relationship with anybody, honestly, but youth pastor to pastor, it's really about open communication, yes. being vulnerable and being a servant but yes. also being a servant to each other, yes. you know, just what you said, making sure that you're staying current and relevant with the younger generations. The word never changes, right. but the ways that we deliver it has, has to, to change. change. Yeah, the methods change, yeah. you know, it, it looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um, I think a lot of times, you know, as, as senior pastors, and, and I find this is, is that the things that we did as youth ministers, they don't necessarily work as a senior pastor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the, that's the, that is literally the key to having a youth minister or a children's minister is because you allow, you can lean on them for those areas, you know? And so um, right. communication to me is a 100% um, important when it comes, when, when it comes to having a healthy relationship with your senior pastor and your youth pastor, because if you, if there, if there's discord between that relationship, then the whole church feels it. Yeah. The whole church is going to feel it. And you know, I'm not a youth pastor or a senior pastor. I never have been either, but I'm definitely going to take away from this and use it with my superior Yeah. and sit down and say, <laughs> how can I be better? What can I do? Because I, I think with any healthy relationship, co-worker, you know, anybody, this is what you need to do. I know between me and my husband, I ask him all the time, how can I help you? What yeah. can I do to help right. you? And right. that's just a general, you know, yeah. being and a servant to one another. Exactly. And it's really what we do with the word. You know, when yeah. we go to the scriptures, what are we doing? We're trying to be a better believer. We're trying to be a better follower of Christ. We're trying to be a better disciple. We're trying to love better, walk better, forgive better. And all we're doing is saying, okay, God, what do you need from me? What do I need to work on? And it's just echoing that, you know, Instead of up and down, you're up, you're echoing that, you know, to your, to your counterparts, you know, your people that you're living with and working Mm with. Yeah. But yeah, definitely communication is, is key to having a a very healthy relationship with your, with your pastor or youth minister. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Stella. We really appreciate having you here. I believe we're going to be doing another podcast where we're going to talk about what actually happens in your youth ministry. So that should be coming up later on in the year. Yeah, glad to have that. I'm sure we're going to get a little down and dirty with that. (laughs) And of course, you know, everything changes. So what you've encountered, others may not. Right. But anyway, thank you so much for your time and being vulnerable with us. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate you.
Have a great day. All right, y'all be blessed. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.